Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. Good coffee. All right. <clears throat> NBA draft. The 2022 version. So with this draft, I don't know. If, I guess we really need to start at four because that's where the draft is really going to begin. And the top three are just about etched in stone. I think the only conversation really to have there is, for me, the question is, why was, why has Bancaro kind of been just pushed to the side and just been decidedly made the number three? I feel like he's on par with Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren. Uh, I mean, call me crazy, but I just don't get why he got, he's just been dismissed. And I don't understand that. But whatever. I mean, he's going to be a good fit in Houston. They're all going to be good fits where they're going. Orlando has probably a couple more questions they have to answer in regards to Jonathan Isaac. But other than that, I mean, they all are kind of the same player. They all do basically the same things. So, you know, kudos to those guys and those teams for getting to pick them. But now the draft begins at four. Because Sacramento is going to trade this pick. It just comes down to who. Half the teams that want the pick want Jaden Ivey. The other half want Keegan Murray. And I'll say this. If a team that wants Keegan Murray gets up to four, what does Detroit do? Because you have to figure Detroit wants Keegan Murray to be Jeremy Grant's replacement. So if Keegan Murray isn't there, what does Detroit do? Do you do you hold on to Jeremy Grant till the deadline? Do you look to maybe even just keep him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, for the last few weeks, I was I'm over ninety percent certain that this that Jeremy Grant's going to get traded to Portland for the number seven. Now. Things could change if John Collins, if Atlanta and Portland start talking. Right now, Atlanta's talking to Sacramento, not the four. I mean, who knows? But I still think at some point, Portland makes the deal seven for Jeremy Grant, in my opinion. But what happens if Keegan Murray's not there at five? I think he will be. I think whoever trades up to four is looking for Ivy. But if it's Atlanta, ooh, I mean, you're trading John Collins. Wouldn't you want to replace him with Keegan Murray? Or are you comfortable with Jalen Johnson, who you drafted last year, and maybe you go Jaden Ivy to put next to Trey Young, even though you have DeAndre Hunter, but you could play him more at the three. I don't know, but I would say that Ivy's going to go four. Murray goes five. Detroit makes the move. Jeremy Grant to Portland for seven. But before that, we have the Pacers at six. And they're in a whole host of rumors. You know, where's Brogdon going? For, for what? Do you finally move on from Turner? Who's been in rumors for, I don't know, two, three years now. <laughs> Who knows? I... I think they're also in a position where they could swing for high upside. 
So to me, the Pacers pick, I think this is the Shaden Sharp pick. I really believe that. They can wait on him. He doesn't have to be great right away. He's got some good young talent around him in Halliburton and Duarte, who I really liked coming out of Oregon last year. So Shaden Sharp, Pacers at six. <clears throat> so seven. Again, this won't be Portland. Dame's face said it all at the draft. They're not making this pick. <laughs> so I think it's going to be Detroit. So let's put Detroit on the clock at seven. Who are you putting next to Cade and Keegan and Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart? You still got Kelly Olenek. So you don't necessarily have to go five. You also have Josh Jackson. So do you really need a, uh, a three or four? I think they're going to look off guard. And I think this is a, a Matherin or Davis pick, Johnny Davis. Matherin's high upside, man. He could be special. I watch him play, and I think Donovan Mitchell. But there's risks to that because if he just doesn't find it, I want to say he's going to be a bust, but he won't, he won't be on that Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Edwards level. I like the idea of Johnny Davis. <clears throat> Johnny Davis is a little more steady. You know he's going to give it to, to you on defense. I think it goes a long way to establishing a, a good identity in Detroit. So I like Johnny Davis here at 7. They could also consider A.J. Griffin and then maybe at the deadline look at moving like Josh Jackson for draft assets. But... I like Johnny Davis at this spot. Which brings us to number eight. Another widely rumored tradable pick. Right now, it looks like Phoenix is actually zeroing in on that specific pick. Uh, some kind of a number eight for Cam Johnson deal. Which really, I mean, it makes, it makes sense for both sides. New Orleans wants a win-now help guy. Phoenix wants to create cap flexibility to re-sign DeAndre Ayton. So Phoenix at number eight? Okay. I can I can play along. So what do you do? You know, there's no guarantees about Ayton. JaVale McGee is a free agent as well. Do you go five here and solidify that position with Jalen Duran? Just in case you don't get Ayton back? Or even if you do, you have a nice young big to back him up along with Biombo. So I'm sure they're going to keep him. I believe he's under contract. Or do you look to replace Cam Johnson and go maybe Jeremy Sowen from Baylor and bring in a good, a really good athlete, good defender, capable shooter? That's a good question. I would venture to guess it's going to be Jeremy Sowen. <clears throat> I think wing it, wing versatility is important in this league. He does a little bit of everything. Good developing outside shot. I think he he basically almost immediately replaces Cam Johnson and what he brought. So Jeremy Sowen at 8 to Phoenix, not New Orleans. So that brings us to 9 and um as I said in my Spurs specific draft preview episode, 
number of ways they can go. And judging by who has gone already, it really becomes Durin versus Matherin at this point. And you can make the argument for both. You know, you, the Spurs reportedly had a deal in place at the deadline to trade Yakov to Charlotte. But they've been rumored to be interested in Levine and Colin Sexton. And they want to fill that off-guard spot next to DJ. So Benedict Matherin makes sense. So in my preview, I kind of penciled in Durin. But I'm going to have some fun with this. I'm going to go Benedict Matherin. We we're, we got our off guard of the future. Or possibly six man if Primo develops into the off guard. So we'll see. But, you know, let's go Matherin at nine. Brings us to the Wizards. You know, if they don't make a deal for the four or move up in any way, the roster as it stands has some good talent on there. I mean, they should re-sign Bradley Beal. They've got Cal, uh, Caldwell Pope. They've got Kuzma. They've got Przingis. Daniel Gafford just exploded on this scene, and he got himself a nice little extension as well. Thomas Bryant is a free agent. He's a free agent. So they have talent there. They need a point guard. They need a point guard. They've even called and asked about DJ, and I'm pretty sure we hung up on him. They've inquired about Shea Gilders Alexander. I don't know the 10 pick can get SGA from OKC. I mean, he's a fringe all-star. I think he's worth a little bit more. But then then again, who the hell knows what OKC wants and what they're thinking. So let's just, until I hear something more substantial, let's go Washington's at 10. They need a point guard. Ty Ty Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say. He's a good point guard he's got an interesting offensive game he can score at all three levels pretty good passer good vision uh just needs time just needs to develop as a point guard but i mean your job's fairly easy when you have a guy like bradley beal next to you so i like the idea of of ty ty to washington and not just because the names are funny all right, then you got the Knicks at 11. So we've got a lot of the more flashier names off the board. But you're probably going to lose Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I think New Orleans Noel is in the last year of his contract. You need point guard help, but this is probably too high to go for someone like Kennedy Chandler. They they need they need change there. I I would honestly if if I'm the I'm the Knicks, I'm talking to Indiana about Julius Randle for Malcolm Brogdon. Randle needs to get the hell out of New York and find himself again, and Brogdon's a great point guard to have for the Knicks. So, without either of those really being solvable right away, um, I could see Mark Williams or Jalen Duran going here. I could also see maybe um, um, maybe Tari Eason, maybe um, Malachi Bronham. 
I, I honestly don't know. The Knicks are such an enigma right now. They've got pieces at every position, but they need to move on from some of those pieces. So I'll go... If he's there, I'll go Jalen Duren. Why not? Mitchell Robinson replacement. It'd be a hell of a lineup with RJ, a front court of RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, who I love, and Jalen Duren. Talk about athleticism out the building. They definitely need a point guard at some point. So after them, it's OKC. You've got Holmgren in your pocket. You've got SGA, barring any movement. you got Giddy. you got Dort. Uh, what about Tar Eason? Tar, at Tar Eason, he's, he's got some offensive ability. He can score some, but he's a defensive guy. And I kind of like the idea of putting him next to Lugans Dort. You know, let let SGA be that offensive guy. Let Holmgren play a little inside-outside. And have two lockdown defenders on the wings and Dort and Neeson. I, I like that. I really like that. Yeah, I'm putting Neeson down. I like that idea. I could see Usman Dang here as well. But I think because they have Josh Giddy kind of at that point forward kind of spot... Dang doesn't really make a lot of sense here. Uh, Charlotte at 13. Easy. Mark Williams. They need a big. He's the next best available. Boom. Cleveland at 14. They're rumored to be one to trade out of that spot. But until, again, until I hear a substantial report of, hey, this is what they're going to do with it, I'm just going to pencil them in at 14. Uh... I think it's either Abaji or Malachi here. And I don't know why Abaji's got, again, kind of like Bancaro, he's kind of been dismissed. He's a national champion, and yet he's being dismissed. I don't understand that. Good athlete, good shooter, NBA body. I don't understand that. So, you know what? I'm going to show him some love. I'm putting him in at 14. Over Malachi. Even though Malachi is shooting up the boards for some people, I'm going to Bashi. 15 is Charlotte. Again, do they want to make both these picks? They, they're still sitting on two first-rounders from last year that didn't really get to play much. Uh, but if they're there, they got a big. Maybe they go wing here. Maybe this is the Malachi pick. Uh I still would be interested to see if the Spurs can re-engage them in trade talks with Jakob and maybe the Spurs pick this pick up, but for now, Malachi. So on mine, I kind of penciled in Utah at 16 just because I love the idea of John, John Collins and Horder and the 16 going to Utah for Rudy Gobert. I think it's a win-win for both sides. But now that Atlanta's engaged with Sacramento a little bit, I'm a little more unsure. So I'm going to take Utah off this pick for now. I'm going to put Atlanta back. And, man, 
I don't I really don't know what Atlanta really needs, but I know they've been wanting to upgrade their defense. And one of the better defenders available in my eyes right here <clears throat> Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Really good all-around game. Unselfish but capable scorer, good wingspan. Um if they wave Gallinari, that's a perfect spot for him to step into. So until they make a move, I'll pencil him in here. Then 17 is Houston. Then Houston just, I mean, it, it's all about talent acquisition, right? At this point, you've got Jalen Green and you're going to add Bancaro. So you have a dynamic duo for years, whether you keep Kevin Porter Jr. or not whether Alperin Sengen is develops into something great, you have a dynamic duo there. So you really just need quality, depth. Uh, so I could see Jovich go here. I could see maybe a Marjan Bochamp here. Blake Wesley, Kendall Brown... Maybe even uh, uh, it might be a little soon for Kennedy Chandler because they could probably use a backup point guard. So I, I'm leaning towards Kendall Brown, especially since Kenny Martin Jr. is asking for a trade. They could probably use some wing depth, but I'll go Kendall Brown for now. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. E.J. Lytle. E.J. Lytle. I don't know why. I just like that. He had he showed really good measurables at the Combine. Plays inside. Has good mid-range. Spurs at 20. If they keep the pick... I would rather them move up to get Jalen Williams. I, I really like Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. But if they're there and he's not available, Jake LaRivia. Jake LaRivia. Stretch four option. Good shooter. Good athlete. Plays hard. You know, he's got good footwork. I'll tell you that. So I like Jake LaRivia. I know a lot of Spurs fans. Jovich, Jovich. No, no thanks. But Denver at 21, Nikola Jovic. And not just because it'll be fun saying Jokic and Jovic, but just because. Uh, they, Who knows what they're thinking about doing with Michael Porter Jr., but to add some size, some offense, they need offensive help. And Jovic should develop into a good offensive player. Memphis at 22. To, you know, I like Christian Coloco here. Uh, they have Steven Adams, but he does lack a little versatility. Christian Coloco could give that to them. Can shoot a little bit from the outside, but he can defend the rim. So I like I like Christian Coloco here to Memphis. Then we got Philly at twenty three. 
Another pick that's up for grabs they're trying to get rid of. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what, what they would really be thinking here. I think they could go a number of places. Marjan Bochamp, Blake Wesley, Jaden Hardy, uh, Wendell Moore, Bryce McGowans, maybe Ryan Hollins, get some shooting. Um, if it is Philly at 23, uh, man, I'll go Marjan Bochamp. I'll just go best available-ish. Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, I could see a Walker-Kessler pick here. But with Brooke Lopez already there, they may go a little different. Maybe grab like a Jaden Hardy. Kind of give you um, a bigger backup point guard-ish, if you will, to spell Drew Holiday. And, you know, they have contents of free agent, I believe, but you got... Um, What's his name? That's dirty as hell. Um, oh my god, I'm spacing on his name. But y'all know who I'm talking about. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll go Jaden Hardy. Uh, Charlotte, they got Mark Williams. And then, you know, I, get, I think I gave him Malachi for uh, the, the 15... Oh, you know what? I think I just confused myself. This is not Charlotte. This would be the Spurs pick. I had kind of penciled in playing with a trade. So Spurs at 25. Probably not going to keep this pick, but also not 100% what's going to happen to the pick yet either. So if the Spurs are there, we've got our stretch fours. we got a stretch four. we got a wing. You know, let's let's have some fun with it. I would say Kennedy Chandler, just to have kind of a point guard prospect. But I'm gonna go Dalen Terry from Arizona. It makes Sean Elliott happy, which is always a nice thing. But he's an interesting prospect. He's a, you know, he's like six seven, almost two hundred pounds, but he plays point guard. Not to mention he was a teammate with Matherin. He knows how to get Matherin the ball. Makes a little sense. But, you know, he'll, he would spend most of his time in Austin anyway. But, again, Spurs probably not making this pick. But we'll see what happens to it. And then we got Houston with the 26, thanks to the Christian Wood trade. This, I think, perfect time for Kennedy Chandler. Gives them a backup point guard prospect to develop behind Kevin Board Jr. Hell of an athlete. Best, was it best running vert at the combine? So this would be a really good fit here. Miami at twenty-seven. <clears throat> um, I like Wendell Moore Jr. I like his fit there. He's versatile, can kind of play point guard, but he's a really good defender and a good shooter, and I think that makes a lot of sense for that squad. Then you got. Golden State at 28. 
you know, they're at risk of losing Kevin Looney. Could this be a Walker Kessler pick? Does he lack versatility for their type of play? I don't know, but you know, it would be interesting. I mean, they got Wiesman coming back. Wiseman coming back. Sorry, I'm thinking of Joe Wieskamp. Ah. Uh, You know, maybe. Maybe, but then, you know, the, there's guys like Patrick Baldwin Jr. or maybe Bryce McGowan's. I kind of like Bryce McGowan's, especially since Iguodala's done. So I'm going to go ahead and say Bryce McGowan's. And then Memphis. Yeah, I gave them Coloco. Maybe they go maybe like a Max Christie here or Christian Braun. Or maybe a Ryan Hollins to get some more shooting. You know, Ryan Rollins, uh, not Hollins, but Rollins. I don't know why I say Hollins. Yeah, I'm going to go Ryan Rollins here to Memphis. Give them some more shooting. And then Memphis, uh, Denver, sorry, at 30. Gave them Jovich earlier. Hmm. To finish the first round. Man, that's tough. Could this be like a David Roddy pick? Maybe a Max Christie pick? Denver could use some shooting, but they just traded you Michael Green. I'm going to go David Roddy. Colorado State, home kid. Why not? And that's my first round. We'll see how I do. It'll probably be a lot like my tournament brackets for the NCAA, and it'll be blown up pretty quickly. But you never know. That's the fun of the draft. We don't know anything, especially the so-called experts, because there's no such thing. So let's see what surprises, what trades, what Primo-esque picks happen this year, and... Come back Friday with the with the react. So enjoy the draft. I will 